This is Game Changers, and it's about playing the game and playing it hard. Everything out here is about timing and when to make a move. Aubrey wins ah! individual immunity. That was a record time for this challenge. Did that in six Thank you. minutes. No way. Andrea is trying to work me like I'm a cheap suit. I think we should get Andrea this time while we can. If you're going to blindside someone, but then be their best friend that entire day, that just seems a little vicious. Thirteenth person voted out and the sixth member of our jury. Andrea, the tribe spoke. Not right. Caleb's not right and kicks the puzzle, which always helps. Culpepper wins individual immunity. Culpepper guaranteed a spot in the final six. Damn right. Damn right. I'm going to give Sari the advantage of steal a vote to hold on to. Do I play it tonight and save Sarah and risk Sarah being pissed off at me? Could I pull that off? It is. Time to vote. Jim, I would like to use this advantage. And this advantage will allow me to take away someone's vote and utilize that vote for myself, including my vote. So I am going to steal Sarah's vote. Actually, that's my advantage, and it's non-transferable. It says it in the bottom. Suri, why don't you read the advantage and the rules that go with it? It says this is non-transferable. Suri, the key word in there is non-transferable. Sarah is the only person who can use that advantage. If anybody has a hidden immunity idol and you want to play it, now would be the time to do so. Can I use my idol? Maybe I should. At two. 14th person voted out, the seventh member of our jury. Michaela, Trump spoke. Another crazy, unpredictable tribal council. I can't wait to see how it finishes. Hello, Survivor friends, and welcome to Post-Tribal ET Canada's Survivor Game Changers podcast, the very last one before the big finale. It's getting exciting, Par. We're down to the wire, and this is it. This is our last chance to break down this incredible season. I can't believe it, Erin. I mean, the season flew by, and it was full of a lot of intense moments, and I think we still have a lot to come, judging by how this episode went down. So I am for sure going to miss you next I, week. I know, babe. Passion it out. I know. Well, let's... let's well, you'll get... be representing at the finale, right? I will be on the carpet harassing our castaways on the carpet, yes, and having some one-on-one time with our winner, whoever that may be. It's going to be really exciting to find out. Um, but first, let's break down last night. Full disclosure right now, though, I have to tell you, I'm still really confused about the second tribal the first one i've got my head wrapped around so let's break it down here andrea's demise it really came down to andrea or brad yeah i mean as far as what we've been seeing it's like it's really funny to me that Sari does not have a massive target on her back like what is going on right like they're making it seem uh, as far as the show is being played out that sarah is the one calling the shots but I think Sari is the one who's behind Sarah calling the shots. So it's very interesting to see Sari turn on Andrea like that because it looked like they were thick as thieves and leave Brad in the mm-hmm. game. They must not yeah. think that he is a strong threat to win in the end. But I don't see it that way. I mean, Brad's playing a good game and he's got friends on the jury. What do you think? Agreed. Well, I think Brad, as it stands right now, has more friends on the jury than Sarah does. I think Sarah is really starting 
to emerge as almost in some ways a villain. And that's part of the reason I think Andrea went home is that she became suspicious of Sarah. And she started trying to maneuver and, and, and orchestrate something on her side to take a look at Sarah. She's a huge threat. Would you agree? Yeah. As far as resumes go, Sarah's got a beefy one for the end to sit in the mm-hmm. jury and say, this is what I did. If you're going to reward gameplay, which is something that she said in tribal council, you know, then I'm the one who deserves to win. I mean, and just looking at it, surface value, she's right. She's playing a great game. Yeah. Well, she is pissing people off. She is. But Sari is that one in the middle. I mean, like you said, Andrea, she's concerned about Sarah, talks to Sari. Sari goes to Sarah and basically says, you're being targeted. But she's doing it so seamlessly and and so under the radar. People just aren't writing down her name. But let's go back to Andrea a little bit and her game. I think she played a really, really great game. You know what I liked about watching Andrea this season is how light her spirit is. A lot of people are breaking down, melting down, suffering, and, you know, just, like, heavy when we're watching this play out. But Andrea's, like, she's got a lightness to her, and I think that's just really refreshing to watch. And even when she went out, Erin, she tickled Sari and was like, you. Yeah. She betrayed her and blindsided her. I mean, I don't think I could go out with that much humor in a moment like that. But, um, yeah, other than that, she was bringing a lot of heat and challenges, and I think people liked her overall. So, yeah, I mean, she could have been a threat to win in the end if people were looking at her athletic prowess. And she's been on the right side of the numbers for the most part of the game. Yeah, she's made some moves. She was instrumental in getting rid of Zeke. He's a very powerful player. I also really liked what Andrea said basically about jury management, and we're going to talk about that, I think, a lot this podcast because it was a big theme of last night, was it's not just about who you send to the jury, but it's how you send them. She said it's not about rubbing salt in the wounds, and if you're going to blight someone, fine, but don't make it vicious. Do you think that is going to play in? I don't know because it looked like Sari and Andrea were super close the entire time that they were playing together. And then Sari continued to act like she was Andrea's best friend until tribal council when she's voted out. The only thing to argue what Andrea is saying is you can't actually change your behavior if you're blindsiding someone. So if you're blindsiding someone, you want them yeah. to feel safe. I mean, you have to continue to play up that, you know, you're close to me. Like, otherwise, they'll sniff it out, and then you risk getting the target turned on you. So you really have to still play up the fact that you're buddy-buddy and best friends with that person. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's really no other way right. to do it. Yeah. Well, back a little bit with Sari too, and I think she said it at some point in the episode that she would rather be in that final three with Sarah because she thinks that people are going to be more likely to vote for her than Sarah. And so maybe Sari saw Andrea as a more likable vote, somebody that could actually receive more votes from the jury in the end. I think so. I think that's what we saw. And I think Sari is smart. I mean, she does not miss a beat. Putting Andrea on the jury for her was a power move. She probably thinks she can get Andrea's vote. But like now Aubrey is alone. I mean, Aubrey just seems like she's been so out in the cold this whole time. Every time there's a vote, she seems to be on the wrong side of it. What's going on with her? I don't know. And I was so excited for her having won immunity. It was her first time winning an individual. Awesome to see it. And then 
she gets blindsided and loses really her only ally out there. Very emotional for Aubrey. I mean, how is she going to move forward with this? Who does she have? I don't really think that she has anyone. I mean, maybe Ty. We saw her getting close with Ty and him consoling her. It just looks like she's this kind of sad little lamb that maybe will be brought to the end because what's on her resume really doesn't seem like anything can stand up to what the other people have. Well, maybe Troy's end. We haven't seen him do anything. Yeah, he hasn't done much, no. Either. I mean, and of course there's always things that we don't see as far as the episode gets edited. So maybe there's more that Aubrey's doing that we're not privy to as viewers. But maybe we'll have to wait until the final tribal if she makes it to the end. Yeah. Well, talking about Aubrey actually, you know, kind of makes me think about the bitterness of juries and how juries can vote for players that audiences go, really? Michelle was good and nothing against Michelle, but really it was shocking to me that more of the jury didn't vote for Aubrey, but there was bitterness against Aubrey as opposed to Michelle, who really didn't ruffle any feathers. Can you think of any other examples that stand out to you where jury management plays such a big part in the winner? Yeah, so many times. Russell Hance is his first season in Samoa. He went to the end with Natalie, who nobody remembers who she is. She didn't do anything to make people mad. She was just like this sweet Southern girl who didn't upset people. Russell played that game so hard. He brought her to the end. And then they voted for her. Yeah. I mean, the only person I know this because, of course, I'm engaged to John Fincher, who was on that season, and he's the only person who voted for Russell. And he talks about this with me. He's like, everyone voted for Natalie, and I'm the only one who made the right vote. The right vote was Russell. He deserved to win that season. So, I mean, I agree with him. I don't think Russell deserved to win heroes versus villains. But there was bitterness in that jury as yeah. well. I mean, yeah. People didn't want to vote for me because I was close to Russell and they were all mad at Russell. So in turn, they were mad at me. So Sandra wins, not to discredit her win. I mean, she plays a great game, but as far as that game went, jury's out on who really deserved it. Is the jury out so far? We've had a few people on this podcast during the season say you should have won that season. Uh, all right, Aaron. I didn't want to be like tooting my own horn, so I'll let you do that for me. I'll tweet it for you. <laughs> okay, so as far as that jury goes, if they weren't bitter, I mean, looking back, they said that they chose the wrong person. So, yes, the emotions play a part, and sometimes the person who plays the best game wins because the jury is able to put emotions aside, and sometimes it's not like that. So it really matters when you get to the end that you know who these people are and how they're going to vote emotionally or logically. And we'll see because Sarah's gangbusters banking on they're going to vote logically, but I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Well, maybe Andrea can give us some insight into that. We saw her go out with a tickle and a smile. I don't think she is bringing bitterness to this jury, but who knows? We'll find out next what Andrea has to say about her third time in this game and, of course, what it's going to be like to vote for the ultimate survivor. It's really frustrating going out on day 33. I thought I was playing a better game and a smarter game, and I thought I had real relationships, but it's Survivor and you can't really trust anyone. 
Hello, Andrea and Andrea. Welcome, welcome Hi. to Post Tribal. We're sad it's you. Oh, thank you. All good things come to an end. Andrea, it's Parvati and Aaron, and we are very sad that you're off the show because you've been so much fun to watch. I was just telling Aaron before we got you on the phone that you bring a lightness to this season that just seems so heavy as far as like emotion and stress and all of the drama it's really nice it's been really nice watching you and also you've been killing it in challenges yeah I know it kind of works against me I think (laughs) I didn't know I was going to be that good at the challenges to be honest oh you think it worked against you you think that's one of the reasons you were targeted I think your social game was strong too wouldn't you agree I thought my social game was strong. I think I lacked a little perception. Like, I should have realized that by winning the first individual immunity challenge and then another one and then every reward challenge that people were going to be targeting me. I I was kind of thinking it was going to be fine, and it wasn't the biggest threat out there. Okay, well, let's talk biggest threat. But now, looking back, can we talk? Yeah, let's talk biggest threat here, Andrea, because, I mean, your instincts about Sarah... Last night's episode were pretty bang on, and, and she's been making some big moves. But then you also have Sari, who definitely betrayed you. Out of these two ladies, whose game are you respecting, and whose aren't you? Of those two ladies, it's interesting because they both were in my alliance, and I felt like I had a good working relationship with both of them, and they both blindsided me. But I didn't feel like I didn't feel bad about the Sari betrayal. But I did feel weird about the Sarah betrayal. And I'm trying to still process why that was. But I think it's kind of what I said in tribal council to Jeff when we were talking about this issue. I said, you know, there's a way to blindside someone and not completely destroy that relationship. You don't be their best friend all day and then rub salt in the wound by voting them out. And I don't know. I feel like Sari handled it well. Like that day, she was still right there with me, but she wasn't like hanging out and being extra. Not that Sarah was. It was just, I think Sari was able to pull back more. Because I wasn't mad at Sari. I tickled her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it's very interesting how I reacted to both of those ladies. You know what's interesting mm-hmm. is like tying it together from the week before when, or the, what we saw was a week before, it was just a few days before, when Sarah blindsided or betrayed Sierra and was looking at her in shock at Tribal Council. You saw through Sarah in that moment, like, oh, she's playing her for the jury. Do you think that that could be playing a part in you, like, having these kind of icky feelings about Sarah? Mm. Well, definitely. Yeah. And also, too, Sarah had lied to me before when she took out Ozzy and completely lied to me and then brought me back in and made a lot of promises, (laughs) She really made a lot of promises, and so then I let her back in, and then she did it right again. So maybe some of it was my own frustration in myself for ever believing somebody and thinking that, oh, they lied once, they're not going to lie again. So maybe I was kind of taking that out on her, but she did make a lot of promises, or Sari didn't. Right. Sari didn't. Where does your relationship stand now? With Sarah. Sarah, like after the game? Mm -hmm. And after watching it. Yeah, we're fine. I don't really have any drama with anybody, which is great because in the past I had drama before. So I'm pretty happy that I'm really cool with everybody right now. Ah, good. Let's talk about some of the drama that you've had because you and Zeke, (laughs) 
seemed to be very close <laughs> earlier on in the game. And then all of a sudden, it's the showdown, the Zeke Andrea showdown. And of course, we know you came out on top. And you've been putting up some pretty cute posts on your Instagram, mom and dad are fighting. So where are you at with, <laughs> where are you at with that situation? Would you have gone all the way to the end with Zeke? Was that your original plan? But this is the thing. I don't. I wouldn't have gone to the end with Zeke, and, and Zeke didn't want to be in the final three with me either. But my thinking was, why would we turn against each other when the odds of us both getting to the end and the final three are so slim? So we had worked with each other since day one, and I was thinking, okay, so we'll be in this alliance together, you, me, Sarah, three, and then Aubrey, Michaela, and eventually, just because it's Survivor, the other alliance is going to find a way to take off either me or Zeke. Like, I really actually, and I'm honest about this, I wasn't planning on turning on him mm-hmm. because I didn't think I would have to. I think with Survivor, eventually one of us would be picked off anyway, if not both of us. Yeah. So when he went against me with 12 people left in the game, it was like, are you serious, dude? Like, man, that really stung. And it felt personal because of all the people he specifically targeted me yeah. and I felt that I, you know, I had his back and I thought that he knew that. So mm. that came as quite a surprise. And at that point I couldn't even really think straight. Like I just wanted him out. Yeah. Like, well, if he came after me then he's for sure going to come after me again. And that's kind of what you saw happen. And then yeah, for two episodes, it was this Andrew Zeke showdown. It was very dramatic. It was awesome. It was really entertaining. You're both worthy adversaries. It was fun. I'd love to know what you're most proud of. What move of yours? What strategic? It doesn't even have to be strategy. It could be your incredible challenge prowess as well. But what are you most proud of? I There's actually a few things. I'm really proud of how I did in the challenges. That I really proved to myself that... I, if I put my mind to something, I can do it. Like the first challenge where we were balancing, that kind of came down to how stubborn you can be, how much pain you can put yourself in. And I was really proud of myself there. And then hitting 100 days was really cool because there's only seven people. Poverty, you're in that group. Like that was a really cool accomplishment. Yeah. So I was really happy to hit 100 days and then see my mom out there mm. and then do really well at the challenges. So even though I didn't win, at least I can look back at the season and know I accomplished some really cool things. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of really cool things. And even outside of the game, you're hosting a show for people.com and you're now recapping the show live with former survivors. So what's going on with that? And tell me, because I know that you interviewed some of the other castaways going into this season. So how did that come into play with you going out there as like, you've kind of been part of the press and now you're back in the game? Yeah, it's a, really tricky situation there because I had interviewed Debbie and I had interviewed Ty before and they were quick Skype interviews once they were voted off but it is like an odd thing of oh we kind of in a way know each other it it does this play into a pregame kind of thing or not at all I don't think it really actually played into anything because I don't know if you guys saw Delton Ross's interviews preseason, Debbie said she wanted to vote me out first because I thought this was Playboy and not Survivor. Oh, I thought this was a Playboy oh. shoe. Did you see it? Yeah. It's amazing. Don't wow. us, I'll vote someone out. So I voted out Tony because he found three idols and he's amazing and all these people would vote out somebody, like a hypothetical situation. And Debbie put <laughs> um, Andrea because this is Survivor and not a Playboy shoot. <laughs> well, I guess you so could take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
kind of just like she meant it as a compliment, but I found it really funny. Uh-huh. But that's the thing is, I had interviewed Debbie, and I was like, okay, maybe we have a starting point to an alliance. But yeah. I don't think it really helped that much. But for the post-show stuff, it's been really fun. Yeah, I've been doing this show with Dalton Ross, and we've been like breaking down the episode. And it's also, obviously, a very interesting dynamic with me being on the show and having to, and then hosting a show and not spoiling. But I'm so happy that I was able to do it and CBS trusted me. Absolutely. It's really cool. No, you're great at what you do. Absolutely. You're a great reporter and you're a great survivor. Thank you're you. uh, four times, girl. Would you do it? You could join, in, I, you could join the exclusive <laughs> club. I, look, this is the thing. It, I, I wouldn't say it's a hard pass, but for now, I feel, I mean, it's all just so fresh though because it's just, happening i need to take a break yeah. <laughs> i need to take a take a chill pill i think i want to like focus on my career everything and maybe who knows what i'm gonna be doing in two three four years but right now it's not really on my radar gotcha yeah tell us what you've been doing to recover since this season because you're looking like you're totally fine you're in great shape your career's rocking like what's your secret when i got back I got really sick. I was actually in the hospital for a week with a kidney infection. Oh, no. And it got so bad because the kidney infection started to affect my other organs. And all of a sudden, my heart was in a weakened state. It was terrible. So they thought something was wrong with my heart. My parents flew out to New York. It was, like, it was so miserable. So I don't know what exactly happened if my whole immunity system got messed up. So ever since that kidney infection, I've been getting... I'll just kind of get, like, sick. Not, nothing terrible. Not as bad as the kidney infection, but just feel like my immune system. Sorry. My immune system is all messed up. Oh. Um, Are you um, saying immunity system? I, I, I'm sorry, just saying immunity. Oh, my God, you guys. My brain is... Oh, I love it. You know what? I'm going to start throwing around immunity system. I love that. I think it's really clear. I've been saying immunity so many times since 9.30 a.m. that I can't even say anything. It's all good, Andrea. I think it's really clear, though, being in that position and having to work on your immunity system means you do need to take a little break from Survivor. <laughs> rest up. Rest up. Take care and maybe come back even stronger for a fourth time down the road. We'll be rooting for you. Yeah, girl. Thank you guys so much. It was nice to talk to you. Her immunity system needs a little boost. (laughs) Poor girl. Well, the episode last night was titled Parting is Such Sweet Sorrow. And we were definitely sad to see Andrea go. And then there's a second boot. Michaela goes home. Were you surprised she lasted as long as she did? No, I wasn't. I mean, I knew that people like didn't really love hanging around with her, but as far as I could see, I mean, she'd be a pretty easy person to beat at the end because she doesn't really have any relationships with anyone. Sari was her only close person as far as we saw, so I'm surprised that she was voted out. Until, like, the way it all went down. I mean, that was the craziest tribal council. Not the craziest ever, but it was. It was. Now, we've seen a lot of people getting up out of their seats and whispering. This was a really mad scramble, and I've tried to wrap my head around it. Shall we just do a little bit of breakdown for our listeners just to kind of get everybody up to speed? Because maybe it'll help me kind of figure out exactly what went down. Yeah, I think so. There was a lot going on. Okay. 
I know. Okay. So I think we heard a lot about Ty talking in the episode about he needs to make a big move. Obviously, he's been sitting on two idols. He really hasn't done much. He brings up Sarah's name as a possible big move. Aubrey, who is funny with Ty, the two of them, they comfort each other. And then Aubrey writes his name down and runs immediately to Sarah and tells her that Ty is targeting her. Sari also warns Sarah that Ty has brought up her name and wants to target her. So in this attempt to build trust, Sarah tells Sari about her vote steal advantage. And that starts the wheels rolling on something very interesting. I'll let you take this part away. so much because Sari is just like me. I would never read the fine print. So Sarah gives Sari the steal the vote advantage and Sari takes it. So she now has it to borrow, Sarah says, to hold on to as a show of faith. Sari now is like, okay, well, I got to keep Sarah in the game. So what I'm going to do is Sarah's not listening to me. She doesn't think that Ty's gunning for her. So I'm going to steal Sarah's vote and put two votes on Ty so that Sarah can be safe. And then Sari makes this big show of saving Sarah's life and then really earning her trust. And then also a huge show for the jury if it would have worked out. It would have been fantastic. So, okay, then Ty has an idol. Of course, like, why doesn't Ty play any of his idols ever? I don't know. Why doesn't he do something with these idols? What's he waiting for? I don't know. I mean, honestly, Aaron, I'm kind of confused after all I know that Sari steals, takes the steal of vote, and then she wants to make sure that Sarah stays in the game. But where did it go from there? I know. Well, after that, so then Sari goes to Ty and turns on her waterworks and the emotion and tells him that he's secretly being targeted. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that she's going to use the vote to steal the advantage to save him, making him feel safe enough not to play an idol. Does he believe her? I, I mean, I guess he does. But it appears um, he does because he doesn't play his idol. But there have been other times, too, where he probably should have played it or at least done something with it. Then we sit down in Tribal and Sari says, I have to say that there's a rat in this group and the person I save by exposing this rat, will thank me tomorrow when they wake up here on day 36. I mean, I got to stop you there because, hang on, that's brilliant. Because whoever stays in the game thinks she was doing that on purpose and saving them. Like, you couldn't frame that in a better way to stay safe on either side. So is Sari, (laughs) a little bit, I'm trying to figure out, is Sari, so Sari's still thinking that sitting next to Sarah at the very end is the right move. It appears to me, yes, that she wants to save Sarah and sit next to Sarah in the end. Because I think what Sari is thinking is she can beat Sarah. Sarah's betrayed some people in a much more painful way. Well, okay, so let's talk about Sarah. Do you think she realized that Sari wasn't going to read the fine print and that she was going to get this? It was a really dramatic moment. It was such a dramatic. Couldn't you feel what Sari was feeling in that moment? Like pit of the stomach? Like, Oh, man, I really (laughs) effed this up, right? Like, because she could have been voted out because of that mistake. But for whatever reason, she's got a really strong bond with Sarah, and Sarah didn't turn on Sari. That would have been a moment where she could have. So Sari looks like she got caught with her hand in the cookie jar. Sarah comes out like, ooh, I'm the one who caught you. I'm going to tell mom and dad. You know, it's like that kind of dynamic. And Sarah's like, sorry, I gave it yeah. to you to hold, but guess what? You can't steal it from me. So Sarah definitely knows what she's doing 
this whole game, she's playing very perceptively, very strategically, and she's looking down the line towards the end game. But she wouldn't have given that to Sari if she thought it would have lost her any power. She just like, I'm going to let you hold okay. this and see what happens. It looks to me like Sarah's just creating chaos. That's what happened on her season with Tony, and Tony won. So maybe Sarah's taking a play from his book. She is. Okay, so she basically takes her advantage vote back, and she says she's going to use it to vote out Ty. She says this, basically. The vote happens, and then, so once again, Ty doesn't play an idol. Where's the logic there? Wait, Sarah went over and whispered something to Ty. After Suri gave True. her back right. that, because Jeff's like, non-transferable, give it back to Sarah. After Suri gives her back that steal a vote, Sarah goes over and whispers something to Ty. We have no idea what she says to him. And then they all vote Michaela, and Suri votes Aubrey. Aubrey and Michaela vote Ty. But, like, what? Why'd Suri yeah. throw her vote to Aubrey? What? You know, it seems like Suri was in on that, too, because Suri can't vote Michaela. That's her, like, ally. If Suri would have voted Ty, yeah. that would have forced a tie. And Ty could have played his idol. And then Michaela could have gone home. Like, I don't know. But why would Suri vote Aubrey unless she knew that they were voting Michaela out? I mean, what were the whispers? That's what we don't know. Who threw out Michaela's name? Was it Sarah? I think it was Sarah. It had to have been Sarah. I mean, she must have gone over to Ty and said Michaela. Because here's the thing. From Sarah's perspective, Sarah is super close with Sari. But Michaela is also super close with Sari. And that gives Sari a lot of power. So taking out Michaela yeah. makes Sarah in a stronger position. It makes a lot of sense for Sarah to do that. And it's going to weaken Sari. Um, but, you know, it's like, okay, she must have gone over and whispered that to Ty. I'll save you. Vote Michaela. And then I don't know if she told Sari to vote Aubrey or, like, what? But, man, Sarah's playing a really mastermind puppeteer game this season. She sure is. Well, I think I'm starting to wrap my head around it. It's crazy. That was really chaotic and hard to follow and really exciting. One moment I did love, though, when Troy Zan came over and tried to get in on the whispering. And, I mean, these ladies are obviously running the show. And, and Michaela was not having it. It was, step to the side, Troy Zan, step to the side. I want to know what was being said in that moment. And I want to know from Michaela, why she wasn't even willing to listen to Troyzan. Let's find out. I agree. Let's find out. Coming up next, Michaela and all the lowdown on that chaotic tribal council. I'm kind of bummed, but I'm excited that I made it to day 35. Like, it's been a wild experience. You know, it's a compliment to be voted off because people think that they can't beat you. Like, don't hurt my feelings. I wanted to win a million dollars, but maybe I'll have to come back and play a third time to get to the end. <laughs> Hello, Michaela, and welcome to Post Tribal. You're on the line with Parvati Shallow and me, Erin Sebula. How are ya? Hi, Parvati and Erin. I'm doing fabulous. How are y'all doing? Oh, look at you. Aren't you chipper for just being kicked off the show? <laughs> I know. You know, I had a little bit of time to cope, and I just said, who gets the chance to lose a million dollars? Twice in one year, this girl right here is <laughs> breaking records. <laughs> yeah, Michaela, welcome back. I mean, we had a chance to talk with you last season. You played back to back. And this season you did really well. You almost made it all the way to the end until that very strange, chaotic tribal council. We, you have to fill us in. Like, What did we not see? Why was it you? <laughs> okay, so what you didn't see was that whole day... Sarah headed out for Aubrey. 
she wanted to get rid of Aubrey. Sari didn't want to get rid of Aubrey. Sari wanted to get rid of Ty. There was this secret coup going on to vote off Sarah. And the coup fell apart because you couldn't rely on a couple of people, two of them being Aubrey and Ty. And so it was a race as to who would run back to Sarah first to tell Sarah that people wanted to vote her out. And Ty got to Sarah before Sari did. And... Sari really thought that she would be able to save Sarah by voting out Ty. And she thought Sarah was just confused and didn't know Ty was coming after her. And she concocted this crazy, ridiculous, unnecessary plan of using this advantage to vote out Ty. And stealing Sarah's vote to vote out Ty. She could have easily just got four people together to vote Ty, but she wanted to be extra. And that is why the chaos ensued. So Sarah gave Sari that advantage literally at the last minute, right before tribal council. That's why Sari never had time to actually read the advantage and recognize that she couldn't play it. So um, you know, when she pulled it out, it spooked Sarah, and Sarah does what she does, and she gets spooked, which is be reckless and flip. And unfortunately, I was the one who uh, bared the brunt of that, and I got sent home. Had your name been thrown around at all that day? Did you go into tribal feeling no. confident? Oh, I was confident. That was not supposed to be my day at all. That's why I was saying, everybody just be calm, do what we came here to do, and we'll figure out the rest when we get back to camp. But, you know, certain people had other ideas, and, you know, you gotta, you, you can't be mad at someone trying to make a big, flashy move, but it sucks when the big, flashy move is what unhinges your game. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, kidding. stick to the plan, y'all. Stick to the plan. <laughs> I know. Stick to the plan. Just do. Michaela, so last season, we remember talking with you, and you said, you know, you wish you could lock it up. You were playing too hard, too fast that season. This time, it looks like you changed your gameplay and really toned it down. I mean, you had a couple of episodes where you would kick the box or the puzzle after you lost a challenge. <laughs> but, like... Tell us about your effort to subdue your feisty side and how that worked out for you. I tried so hard to just minimize myself and not come across as a threat. And unfortunately, it was like I bit off a lot more than I could chew or more was thrown at me than I actually wanted. You know, I just wanted to seem like, you know, I'm a regular person. I'm good enough to be useful, but not so good to be feared. And what ended up happening was some strange social dynamic where you had this entire group of people who believed this ruse that I'm not bright enough to know what's going on. I'm not useful enough to pick in a challenge. I'm lazy. Like all these other negative attributes that I never intended to come out of this. So my couple outbursts that you saw, it was like just frustration. Like I'm dealing with where I am socially in this game. On top of the fact that I keep losing everything. Yeah. So it was, I did change my game and it did get me a lot further, but I did not anticipate just the, the, the negative feelings that I would be met with so, um, from all these people who had never even seen me before. Yeah. So, Michaela, why do you think that you rubbed some people the wrong way and they came after you? What was it exactly? Because the, some of the edits did, you know, imply, or some of the testimonials implied that, you know, you were lazy at camp sometimes, mm-hmm. maybe a bit of a pain to be around. But then we didn't really see that in the edit. Never saw it. Yeah. Exactly. 
exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know when you work a job and there's one person that the boss is like brown nosed person, and if they say something bad about you, it doesn't matter if it's true. If your mm-hmm. boss believes it because of whose mouth it came out of, that's kind of how it was. And it was so shocking to me to watch these episodes and hear people say crazy stuff like, "Okay, lazy," but. What did you send me that's lazy? I sit down just like everyone else is down, but I also get wood and whatever. Oh, Michaela's a baby. What about Michaela's a baby? And it was so funny. Sierra was like, oh, every time I'm trying to talk, Michaela comes walking. And it's like, I'm sorry that I'm walking on a beach. My bad. You know, so it's just one of those things where I literally cannot tell you what caused this negative thing. But I hope somebody brings it up at the finale and is willing to be honest about it. But I don't, I don't think I'll ever hear the real story. Well, you should ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm curious. It really, yeah. it was a big part of the season, people saying that kind of stuff about you, and we really didn't see any of it. And uh, as far as I saw, you made a really solid alliance with Sari and before Sari with Sandra. So you seem to me to be playing a really smart game by connecting with those powerful women who are huge threats. And have a much bigger target on them than you yeah. did. Was that your strategy? Yeah, my strategy more than connecting with huge threats because I was going to try with the big guys, but the big guys just wouldn't let me in. So what I did was I said, look, socially, I'm at a disadvantage in this game. I don't understand the disadvantage, but I recognize it's there. So I need to align with people who are social experts. And pre-merge, that was Sandra. And we saw how Sandra could flip something as small as a grain of sugar into keeping me safe and sending JT home after all the hoopla that JT was raising about me. And the same thing with Sari. So I tried to align with my weakness. And in this game from the jump, I realized, okay, for some reason people don't see me as a friend. And I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, and I'm not making any headway with these people. So I just got to play this little underdog role and let people think I don't know what's going on. And just to make sure people know I do know what's going on, I'll bring a snack to tribal every time we make a big move. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you about your tribal moments. Oh, well, last season, your reaction when you were blindsided was amazing. Like, I don't even know how you did that with your body when you confronted Jay. Classic. <laughs> and the sipping of tea and the munching on snacks, like that look of indifference was very entertaining for tribal. So thank you very much for that. Anything you would have done differently? You know what? A couple things I would have done differently. I think this season was a perfect setup for a comeback for me, but I let certain aspects of my personality that I needed to work on, I let them steer me in the wrong direction when I was getting blessings from my God and Survivor got together. One, letting a negative, like not being picked in a challenge, take me out of the game to the point that I wasn't aware enough of my surroundings to see something that was right behind my ankle. And that same thing to me getting sent out of the game. So that's something I need to work on in real life. Like when things don't go my way, I can't just throw my hands in the air and be upset. I got to learn how to hunt the good stuff. And that's something Sandra kept talking to me about the first half of the game because I was really frustrated about certain things in that game. So that's one thing. Just, you know, keeping my cool in every situation and figuring out how to flip a negative situation into a positive. Two, I wish that I would have not held so much, mm, how do you call it? You know when people, like, constantly dismiss you and talk down to you and, and, you know, don't make you feel valued. Mm -hmm. Um, In real life, 
when I encounter those people, I just walk away and don't entertain them. But in Survivor, that's the last thing you want to do. So there were enough people left when I got voted out and enough ideas in the air for me to operate independently of Sari to do what I thought was the best decision at that point, which in my mind was actually to vote out Sarah. But mm-hmm. Sari was team Sarah. Ty was flip-flopping every single minute. But that still left three other people in the game, and we could have worked together had I been able to put aside you know, certain things and swallow my pride and work with them. And because I didn't scramble, I was kind of just letting the game play out and we were going to go for the easy vote and it didn't end up working in my favor. So those are two things that I learned. You know, just never burn a bridge and never be too proud to walk backwards onto a bridge (laughs) that someone tried to kick you off of earlier in the day because that might be your path to freedom you never know yeah wow it sounds like you've come out of this with a lot of self-awareness yeah yeah stuff i can use in real life absolutely (laughs) michaela we talked a lot about jury and now that you're in the next round here it's all about the judgments of the jury and their perceptions is this going to be an emotional vote for you or a vote that's about gameplay this vote is 100 percent for me about gameplay i think for certain people putting me on the jury was horrible jury management and they should have known better me i am a competitor at heart and i realized that even though I spoke to Sarah, like, I knew who was responsible for me going home. That's why I spoke directly to Sarah. However, there was no bitterness for me if you saw my Ponderosa video. And I took it upon myself to be the killer of all bitterness on the jury because the season is called Game Changers. And you can't get mad at somebody for being one step ahead of you. That's what earns them the title in this season. So, of course, it's going to hurt your feelings a little bit because you want it to be final three. But you're not. So get over it. And judge this game based on who's playing it the best. And I think we only got one more episode to go, and it will become more and more apparent who deserves that title of Soul Survivor this season. And uh, that's the way my vote was cast, and that's how I feel about that. Whoa. Oh, man, I love I it. Yeah, you're I'm, so convicted. I have to tell you, too, Michaela, your me-we monologue to Probst and Tribal was one of my favorite of the season. So <laughs> So good. That that will probably go down in Survivor history. Yeah, we've seen some great moments from you, Michaela, and I'm very excited. Now that we've heard you say what you're talking about with the jury, I'm very excited to watch you stand up and give your spiel at the final Tribal Council. I'm excited, and it's been a fun run, but, you know, I get to be a part of this thing. And I feel like also, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to be shown next week, but it's the piece that has me in it is show, that's exactly why you wouldn't want somebody like me in the final three. Ooh. Because I know that certain people, they might look at how I've played and like, you know, I haven't done anything. Well, I had to play a certain type of game to advance me in this game based on the disadvantages that I face with people socially. But I was fully able to articulate. Had I had the chance at final three, I would have been fully able to articulate how I got there and why I should be a top consideration for a million dollars. Well, it sounds to me like you have gained so much insight and self-awareness from your previous two seasons of playing. I mean, if they call you and give you another shot, it sounds like you're in and you're ready to win. I'm in. Is that right? I'm in. I hope the call comes like later in life after I'm like 35 and I've had a kid because I heard kids calm me down a little bit. I just need to, you know... 
I need to get polished up a little bit. I'm still rushing around, rushing around the edges. I'm only 26, so got to give me some breaks. <laughs> oh, Michaela. Well, hey, girl, don't lose all that edge because it's <laughs> so fun to watch, and we're going to miss your fire on the show for sure. So thank you so much. Thank you for being part of Post Tribal <laughs> and being a game changer for us for yet another season. Hopefully we get to see you at it again someday. Yay! Thank you so much, Barbie. I'm trying to be like you, girl. Oh, yeah, right. Stay you, girl. All right, thanks, babe. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. That was fun. Yeah, she's so smart. I think it's hilarious, though, what she said at the end, that she's trying to be like me. Remember what she said last time when we interviewed her and I asked if she would be in an alliance with me? What did she say? I can't remember. She said no. (laughs) But But she's learned Parv. She's played another season. She's realized her mistakes the first time around. I think she's probably noticed a few more were made this time as well. And you know what I really loved about that interview is when she said basically it's going to become very apparent who played the best game. And it was just such great foreshadowing. And uh, it got me really, really excited for the finale next week. We're here. We've done it. Post-tribal, we've taken this audience through the journey here. All we can really talk about now is who is going to take this home? Mm, I am going to say my predictions are Sarah, Brad Culpepper, and maybe Aubrey in the final three. (gasps) No, Serene! I want her in the final three. But if they don't wise up and vote her out, they're crazy. It's like signing their own death warrant. No one can beat three. No, and this last episode, it became very clear to me that while Sarah puts her neck out there and definitely makes moves, it's Sari who's pulling the strings behind the scenes. And these players at some point have to realize how truly powerful she is and how convincing she is, how likable she is. That woman, I think, could win over any jury with just stringing together, you know, a few carefully crafted sentences. Yeah, and she's brilliant in the way that she plays and keeping people liking her even when they get voted mm-hmm. out by her. Andrea said it best. She's like, I'm not mad at Suri. I'm mad at Sarah, which, like, that doesn't make sense. They did the exact same thing. But the way that Suri manages people yeah. is brilliant. Well, how do you think this season stacks up, Erin, versus all the other ones that you've I- interviewed and watched? I really enjoyed it. It lived up to the name Game Changers to me. I thought we saw some really crafty moves. I, you know, I'm still excited to see what's going to happen with these last few idols in play. I'd like to see some last few big moves there, especially from Ty. But it kept me on my toes. I thought it was interesting. And you know what I, I did like is that it wasn't a mean-spirited season. Feelings are always hurt in this game here and there, but I think overall it was about playing a good game and advancing the game of Survivor as opposed to hurting feelings and taking people down and rubbing salt into wounds, as Andrea said. I think there was less of that this season, which I liked. I liked the fact that the focus was on the game. Yeah, it was on the game, and it was also on the humanity of the players, right? Mm -hmm. We watched them cry about missing their families, about being broken down. We saw these huge moments with uh, Zeke and with uh, Varner and people standing up for Zeke in that moment. And and also Sari getting across the balance beam. They played that up so big. Like, that was an extra aspect that the season provided in terms of 
personal like human development and character development for us to buy into these players a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And and there's some elements of a, there's a redemption here for some of these players who have admitted to us on the podcast that, you know, they didn't like something about their previous attempts at the game and here they are as game changers trying to change that and I think you know we saw it in Brad we saw it in Michaela I mean, we've seen it in just about everybody um, that they came here they they brought their best game they dug deep and made for some really great entertainment for us fans you know, I'm excited for you to be in LA on the red carpet at the finale on May 24th because I can't be I know. you get to represent I will do my best, Parv. I will, uh, yes, everybody, I will be there on the red carpet May 24th, and uh, I'll be talking to all the castaways, and, of course, the big winner holding the big check, all cozy up there. And I really want to share it, as much of it as I can with our fans of Post Tribal and at ET Canada, so I, I really encourage everybody out there, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm at Celebula. Just look up my name. I'm going to do Insta stories the whole time. I'll give people a really behind-the-scenes, insider's look at what it's like to be at the Survivor finale. And, of course, give you some little snippets from our soul Survivor. Wonderful. I'm going to be checking out your Insta stories. Those are my new favorite thing. Ah, oh, thanks, Erin, so much thanks, for thanks. breaking down this season of post-tribal with me. It's been so great working with you again. And thanks to all the fans for listening. I mean, we wouldn't do this without you guys. So we appreciate you keeping the momentum going. And we'll see you, Erin, next week on the red carpet. Absolutely. On your and Instagram. We'll see you too soon, Parv. Thank you for all your brilliance. And, uh, yeah, once again, thank you to all our listeners. We will hopefully, fingers crossed, be back next season for... Some more survivor action. Cheers. Bye.